welcome to week two. Now congratulations, you survived week one, which is a lot of prep for the rest of the term. Now last week, we looked at history of publishing. This week, we're gonna look at content creation today. No matter what kind of writing you plan to tackle, there's a team and structure you need to be aware of. If you plan on going the publishing route, whether you plan on traditional or self-publishing, you need an editor. Now, most people think of an editor as someone who checks spelling and grammar, but that's not true. A true editor helps the author shape the story. They will guide you on things that are missing from your story and offer helpful suggestions to see your story is a hit. They have an invested interest in you and your success is their success. Because of this, you should make sure an editor is the right fit for you. Someone with a creative foundation similar to yours, who also has strengths where you are weak. Don't feel like you have to stick to just one editor. If they aren't working out and you're not happy with the relationship, you can always find another, whether it's through your publisher or your own work. If you do plan to self-publish, please do not skip the step of an editor. It's vital and no one can do it all alone and get the best results. I would suggest that you find someone who has been there to help you. It may cost a little more in the beginning, but it'll pay a lot in the long run. If you're planning on being a screenwriter or a playwright, things get a little different. In the theater, the playwright is the most respected person. You get all the power and get some influence from directors and producers. The exact opposite is found in feature films. Typically, in a feature film, the writer will sell the screenplay to a film studio, and that's it. You may be asked to do one or two revisions, but then it's passed on to other writers in the studio, and ultimately, the director is king in this industry. A lot of people have a problem with the system from a creative standpoint, as it doesn't always work out in their favor. For example, I have a director friend named Adam Rifkin who wrote a film that came out a while ago. It was called Underdog. What hit the theaters was drastically different than the script that he sold him. It ended up being very different than he would have ever directed himself. And perhaps that contributed to the film not being a success. At the same time, it's really hard to complain about the giant check that he got. In television, there's an entirely different ecosystem. There are typically two types of writers. There is a featured writer and a staff writer. For a series, all of the writers come in and sit down and talk about the season. They all brainstorm, joke around, and workshop all of their ideas. To me, this is the most fun that you can have as a writer. I love being in the writer's room. It's the process that I most look forward to. From there, when the ideas are ironed out, the episodes are assigned to the head writer who will sit down, write out all the dialogue, scenes, and everything else. Now, one thing to note here is that staff writers don't always get a credit. When you watch a TV show and see the written by credit, well, that's the person who formatted and wrote it out. The idea, concept, and even main points were usually a group effort. Finally, the TV show will have a showrunner who is there every step of the way. The showrunner is the main writer on the show and typically makes all of the final decisions. They are usually stressed out and overworked because they aren't just a writer, but they're also a producer. So they have a lot of moving parts to deal with. I could go into more roles in these industries, but I think I've wasted enough of your time this week. So if you want to hear more, let me know and I can dive deeper into ecosystems. Well, let's talk about what's due this week. We also have our first peer review workshop, Creating the Pitch. I love workshops. It challenges you as a writer and can be a reminder that we all have an ego that we need to let go of. When reading your peers' responses, remember, everyone here wants to help you. Any feedback given is meant to strengthen you and your work. 
But when it comes to writing feedback, always include positive as well as negative. You don't want to offer too much of either, and finding that balance can be tricky. The most important note I have here is to always end on a positive note, a motivating statement. I even use this technique in my business emails. Now, you may want to say something like, I'm excited to read the next round. This is such a great start, or any other way to end on a high note. I also want to note that since this is a discussion workshop, you are graded much more on your responses than on your initial post. So don't say, great job, and think it's a good response. You need to specifically say what worked and what wasn't working. And make a real suggestion on how to improve if you want to get an A on this one. Continuing with assignments, you have a journal. This week, you're going to go through your reading and pick one key role in your industry. It could be an agent, a bookseller, a printer, producer, designer. The one rule that I have is that you can't choose a writer. The idea behind this assignment is to reach a role that you may not know a lot about, or maybe not as much as you think you do, and analyze how they help support a writer's success. Lastly, you have another quiz. Now, you made it through last week's quiz, so I'm confident that you can do it again. All quizzes are open book, so you should always be able to get an A. As always, don't be afraid to reach out with any questions or concerns. If you're struggling with anything, including time, just let me know. I'm always happy to find a way to make things work. I'll see you on the boards.